It's been a hell of a May. This is way over our heads. I'm Jim Dubois. Kenny Blumenfeld's a climatologist. Kenny, uh, hang on to your seat because it's not over yet. We had quite a week last week, didn't we? Oh, yeah, we did. We had, honestly, it was three days of pretty significant severe weather um, on Monday, which I guess that had already happened by the time we talked. But then on Wednesday, uh, which I think was after we recorded our last one, and then Thursday. And what was so fascinating, Jim, was it wasn't, you know, it wasn't just a single severe weather event with, um, you know, a line of thunderstorms or some uh, one big cell, as is often the case. But instead, each of those days had two rounds or in some cases, multiple rounds, uh, morning and afternoon, and then kind of the big one coming through in the evening. So we'll just do a kind of a quick recap of what happened um, on Wednesday. It was sort of the same thing. We had these morning storms. They formed. Uh, on the cooler and less humid side of a warm front that was basically bottling up a a very humid air mass in Iowa. And so most of Minnesota was on the other side of it. And so these storms were able to draw their energy from mostly from unstable conditions off the ground. We call these elevated storms. They can be in certain conditions when you've got good winds aloft, you know, a nice cooling uh, atmosphere with height. These can be prolific hail producers. So, um, you know, there was large hail falling from a lot of these different storms started out around the Rochester area and then, um, kind of migrated a little bit northward. They, they produced some heavy rain, but there were, you know, golf ball size hail, even some flooding with, um, roads washed out near Oatana. The main event though, that was not it. The main event was this kind of pinwheeling, thing that emerged from the southwest corner of Minnesota. And again, we're just talking about Wednesday. The main event on Wednesday was this kind of cluster of tornado and um, severe wind threatening storms that formed a nice arc and it's kind of broke its back as it went through the Twin Cities area and into Wisconsin. It was producing severe thunderstorm and tornado warnings all evening long. I mean, this was sirens going off in the Twin Cities metro area. Jim, that would have been the night that the sirens went off at your place. Correct. Uh, Yeah. And it was, uh, there were some interesting uh, warnings that were issued aside from the severe thunder, or aside from the tornado warning that was issued for much of the Twin Cities area at times as that storm passed through. There was also a, uh, severe thunderstorm warning for 80 mile an hour winds. And that triggers an automatic siren in almost every county that it would affect. And so, uh, yeah, we had sirens going off. Fortunately with that storm, we found, you know, the, the bark was, it was a lot of bark on the, on the computer models that were making the forecasts on the radar. These things looked like they were producing gigantic hail and ferocious winds and on the ground, they were indeed producing some strong winds, but I would say the damage didn't quite match what maybe we would have expected from, you know, from these storms that were the way they were looking on radar and the speed that they were moving. So I would say, you know, for example, here on campus, on the St. Paul campus, we lost a lot of trees, including one of the biggest and oldest trees uh, on campus uh, on Buford 
but it was not the level of damage in the Twin Cities area or in much of southwestern Minnesota on Wednesday that you'd expect. So we kind of got, you know, 50,000 or so power outages across the Twin Cities metro. Nothing to sneeze at, but we've had storms that have clocked in with 10 times that many. So we, we kind of, uh, you know, it was it was medium high end for, you know, it was a severe weather outbreak for sure. The, the next and kind of main event was on Thursday, though, Thursday, May 12th. Wow. Uh, again, there were more morning storms in the St. Cloud area, especially morning and afternoon storms. But this time, wow, the main event pulled off of the uh, Kansas-Nebraska border and just charged northeastward. Like, you know, and I mean, it was cooking 70, 80 miles an hour. Uh, and this produced an awful lot of wind. And I would say the the bark was not worse than the bite in this case. This storm system had some serious bite. We got reports in South Dakota of wind gusts over 100 miles an hour. And in Minnesota, two different communities reported 90 plus mile an hour wind gusts. And many had you know hurricane force or stronger winds. These were powerful winds. We ended up, ha- unfortunately, having a fatality in the uh, near Blomkest where the uh, a grain bin collapsed, basically fell onto someone who's in his car. And uh, there was, you know, just widespread heavy damage, especially, and I think, I, I don't know how geographically savvy our listeners are, but anyone can pull out a map. Basically, if you look west of Highway 71, that's a U.S. highway, Um, So U.S. Highway 71, along and west of that, all the way, actually, not just to the South Dakota uh, border, but really into South Dakota, even into parts of North Dakota, and then south of U.S. Highway 10. If you think of the area bounded by that, I think everyone in that area probably had a 60 mile an hour wind. And as we discussed, there were lots of streaks of 75, 80, 85, 90, and even those 94 mile an hour winds that were measured at the airport. So a lot of damage in that area. The weather service is still out assessing it. Tornadoes were embedded in the storms and very hard to find, but I I know of at least one that's been confirmed in Minnesota. And that was it. Since then, we've kind of quieted out, um, honestly, but that was a, a busy week. It's unusual in May to have uh, three prolific severe weather days like we did. Uh, I can't actually think of a time where we had three big severe weather days in May so close together. It's a little more common to get something like that in June or July. Honestly, that's where, as we get closer to the peak of our severe weather season. But I can't think of three kind of big high impact days that close together in, in May. Well, there was a weather phenomenon associated with that particular weather system on Thursday, May 12th, uh, that basically arose out of the high winds, and uh, it was uh, shades of the Dust Bowl, a phenomenon called a haboob. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, it's an Arabic word, and these go with the kind of dusty, sandy storms that often form in the desert, including in the Sahara, haboob. Uh meteorologically is the wall of dust that rushes out ahead of a windstorm, essentially. I mean, it could be triggered by just about any good, strong, persistent gust of wind, but it is true that a common culprit is thunderstorms, although (laughs) not like this. And the ingredients were just right. 
because these thunderstorms were ferocious and they were kicking up a lot of wind, but they also uh, originated in an area that's been very dry, not the wetness that we have here in Minnesota, but in Nebraska, you know, they're fighting off drought pretty hard right now. And so there's a lot of loose topsoil and the winds just put that stuff in the air. And wow, if anyone, if you haven't seen it, just, you know, search for dust uh, May 12th or dust storm May 12th, South Dakota or Sioux Falls, and you'll see some amazing footage. Yeah, it was uh, some we haven't seen. I mean, I didn't see anything like that here. Although when the gust front did pass, there certainly was some dust uh, blowing in. And I had just assumed that that was more localized dust from, you know, it had been, uh, it gotten pretty warm that afternoon. And so the top, you know, millimeter of soil would have been pretty, uh, pretty dry, but um, yeah, some folks, especially out in Western and Southwestern Minnesota probably saw that dust come in and wow. Yeah. Pretty stunning photos. As you said, Kenny, there's one in the Sioux Falls area that is really ominous looking with just this, this blackness engulfing the city. Um, I don't know how far that haboob persisted, but there were also some photos from the Redwood Falls area that were pretty impressive. So at least it made it that far Northeast. So that's kind of amazing to think that topsoil from dry areas in Nebraska and South Dakota made it well into Minnesota. That's uh, again, a very rare phenomenon, isn't it, Kenny? Yeah, we, we haven't had that in a while here. Uh, something like that, but this was a pretty rare storm. I mean, you know, this, this thing, first of all, look at its trajectory. I mean, it basically moved from South to North, the, the strongest wind took kind of a North Northeasterly trajectory. So it was unusual. And so it had some unusual side effects too. It's hard to know when the next time we'll see something like that is, I mean, you can get a really strong wind event in Minnesota just about any time, but that, that kind of combination of almost extraordinary winds. And then also the blowing dust coming in and those storms were moving so fast. They were, you know, they were moving at 70, 80 miles an hour. So it did not take long. I mean, it was just a matter of hours. I think it's six hours to go from Southern Nebraska up towards Brainerd. <laughs> that's wow. Just, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's just, uh, you know, fast, fast movement. So, and that, you know, and again, since then we've, we've mellowed out, but it was quite a week. One of the more active weeks, especially during May that I can remember. Well, we're recording this on Thursday, May 19th in the morning. And uh, Kenny, it looks like we have another round of severe weather coming our way uh, this afternoon and evening. Yeah, this one, I think, has its uh, sights on far southeastern Minnesota, basically south and east of the Twin Cities. The Twin Cities could get in on some hail. Uh, there's a very strong warm front moving in. I think that this is a hard system to forecast because... Uh, Basically, in Iowa, it's going to be full-on summer. It's going to be warm. It's going to be fairly humid. Uh, but the real, the main ingredient with this, you know, a lot of times with severe weather, the wild card is how humid is it going to get? How warm is it going to get? And honestly, the, the most potent ingredient with this system is actually the winds aloft. Very, very strong winds aloft. Jet stream level winds, so you're many miles up you know, um, five miles up basically and higher. Um, but those winds are well over a hundred miles an hour in central Minnesota 
at that level. And they, they, you can go down uh, to what we call the 500 millibar level, which is, um, you know, just a few miles up off the ground. And the winds are still in the 75 to 110 mile an hour range. They're just very, very strong winds. And these winds, you know, they, they can actually help drive what's called the wind shear component uh, for some of these thunderstorm environments. It seems like because we don't have a lot of humidity with this air mass coming in, uh, that the most likely outcome is that these storms will have uh, some large hail, but there could be a tornado threat. And the forecasters have been going back and forth about whether they think these storms could produce big tornadoes because it's going to be such a strong warm front. I mean, you know, like the forecast temperatures in central Minnesota are like the low to mid seventies, assuming decent sunshine, Northern Iowa will be upper eighties. And so with a warm front like that, it's pretty common that you get one powerful thunderstorm at least, and maybe a few that form somewhere very close to that boundary. And we don't know right now exactly where the boundary is going to be. It looks like, it could possibly get as far north as the Twin Cities, but it's much more likely to stop somewhere between, say, Red Wing and Lake City or maybe towards Wabasha on the on the eastern edge and maybe up to Mankato or so uh, on the western edge. So that's kind of where I would draw the line and say the most likely areas for severe weather, really severe weather are going to be from Mankato to Red Wing on south. Uh, and that area, hail possible tornadoes and of course strong thunderstorm winds and, and heavy rain because these are going to quite likely be some big storms there's also a good risk you know any listeners out there in wisconsin um, extending across the river into wisconsin uh, as we get farther north and northwest into the twin cities and up towards st cloud i think that we do have a risk for severe weather it's just not quite as supercharged i mean we could see hail we could see strong winds and, and we certainly could see a an isolated tornado, but I don't think the ingredients are, are quite as obvious at this point for us. So I would say severe weather's almost guaranteed in Minnesota tonight, especially after about really after 4 PM or so. Uh, but it's going to be most likely in the area, uh, South and East of the twin cities and with a slightly less likelihood in the in covering the Twin Cities and up towards St. Cloud and maybe west towards, uh, I don't know, maybe Hutchinson or, or so. I don't think this is going to be um, an extremely widespread event like what we had last week, like any of those events last week, just because the this particular system is relatively limited what it can do geographically because a, just because of its location. So, yeah, I think we'll have some severe weather, but it's iffy if it's going to hit the Twin Cities. I think we'll get some some rain and some maybe some thunder for sure this evening, but I don't know if it's going to be severe or not in the Twin Cities. And uh, I, I get my eyes mostly to the south and east, uh, Red Wing, Mankato on south. Well, keep an eye on the sky and an ear or an eye on your favorite source of weather information and uh, stay safe. Indeed. And it's also worth noting, you know, we're getting into, we had the fishing opener last week and that kind of inaugurates cabin season, right? I mean, people are getting out now, they're going up to area lakes. I know that Northern Minnesota on Wednesday got pounded by storms, the Duluth area, 
uh, parts of, basically from Duluth up to Two Harbors, and then also parts of the Southern Iron Range, uh, and even down into Aiken County. Some of those, some of those areas got hit pretty hard. And so folks, don't be surprised if you've got some property up there, you know, see some branches down, uh, things like that, because they got big storms on Tuesday. And we're just, it's that time of year. This has been a very busy May. Jim, we might have some snow in Minnesota (laughs) this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Frost too, Uh, in some areas, right? I mean, there's this, there's a chance there's this deeply cold air mass that's going to move in and it may or may not coincide with some precipitation and that precipitation may or may not evaporate enough to actually cool itself to the point of being able to snow but just the fact that we can talk about it you know one week after we had record high temperatures and we're in may i don't think anyone's going to have anything to to worry about but then you know after a few cool days getting us into early next week there are signs that this active pattern is going to resume in time for uh, memorial day weekend so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out but it's been a very busy may uh, in terms of severe weather so far and i i don't see any evidence that that won't continue well kenny we'll check in with you next week and um, have a great rest of the week and a great weekend Thank you. You also, Jim, and we'll talk to you next time. This is Way Over Our Heads. Kenny Blubenfeld's a climatologist. I'm Jim Dubois. We'll catch you next time.